Micah, thank you very much. That sounded beautiful. Good morning, uh, Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. Week. Week. Good morning, Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. I haven't done that in a long time. That's been fun. Right? We're back in this building. This is good. We've got a couple announcements for us. Um, I'll start with, for those listening on the podcast, today is February 6, 2022, and is a communion uh, podcast or a communion service, so have your elements ready for later in the service. For everyone here, it's obvious that there's... Uh, communion happening later in the service. We're going to be gathering around this table celebrating the Lord's Supper. And there's pods in the back. And um, for those of you, yeah. So if you don't have a pod, make sure you get one pretty soon. Um, second announcement. Next week, Super Bowl Sunday. Not Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. We'll get sued if it's the first one. Because they have really trademark stuff. You can't say the word Super Bowl. But Super Bowl, you can say. S-O-U-P. And what we do there is called the pun or a play on words. And you bring cans of soup for those who need cans of soup. And we gather them here. We pray over them. And then we distribute them. Sounds like a good idea, right? So bring cans of soup next week. Okay? Okay, thank you very much. I like a little, I don't know, uh, uh, I'm the only one awake, it feels like, but that's okay. It is also Scout Sunday, and so we're going to be having, you'll see some Boy Scouts moving around in the service, and um, just a heads up, the students, you're going to stay put. You're going to come up during the children's and students message, which I'm going to be delivering, which is, you know, a rare thing. It might mean Jesus is coming back later today. And then you'll go back and return to your seat, and we'll get to worship the Lord with some praise music, and we'll get to hear a brief message from me, and then move into celebrating the Lord's Supper all as one family, right? Amen? Okay, good. Any other announcements that I'm supposed to say? I think that's it for me. I'm going to invite Terry Ewan. She's going to use this microphone and tell us something that's happening in the children's ministry department or the family ministries department. or Yeah. Hello. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Um, I just want to do a quick uh, announcement for this flyer that's in your bulletin. We're going to do love bags. We did them last year. Um, we took love bags to shut-ins and people that are not um, comfortable coming to church with COVID and have different health issues or whatever. And we took them bags from Children's Ministries and from you guys um, to cheer up their day. So we have just an example of a couple things that we put in the bags. It's back there on a table in the narthex. But we have it written here. And we'll deliver these bags. Um, We're going to collect things for a few weeks. And then we'll be delivering them to people to brighten their day. And to tell them that we still think about them and love them. Even though they're not here. And we miss them. So thank you. Excellent, excellent. Thank you, Terry. And then also, there is one more thing, but it's not an official announcement. It is an official announcement. We're going to be doing a um, religious merit badge. I'm going to be teaching a, a thing, uh, a Bible study, a discipleship thing. Like, they have a curriculum through the Boy Scouts. I'm going to be leading Boy Scouts of every denomination. Um, and it, there's a potential of this please this local outpost of God's kingdom, um, hosting that award ceremony for all of Orange County. So be praying about that. I'm mainly doing it because I want one of those little medals. <laughs> and if I, if I get one of those things, they're going to be hanging off my, I don't know if you can put them on a thingy, but I, you'll, you'll be like, why does that guy look ridiculous? That's why. Um, I hadn't said welcome, and I'm glad you're here. So let me just slow down and say that. And I'm going to stand this for this, this morning's call to worship. And then we're going to sing our opening hymn. And you'll notice the Boy Scouts will be doing a processional. Um, let's do this a different... I'm going to say, this is the day that the Lord has made. <laughs> 
and you respond with, let us be glad and rejoice in it. Okay? This is the day that the Lord has made. There were a couple different translations in there. (laughs) This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Let's call, let's worship the Lord. confession the student is this when the kids are supposed to say stuff this isn't the children's message section is it okay scouts of food okay i guess i I didn't know what was going on everybody up here students and youth or children that's you guys too wonderful wonderful that's my son ezekiel warren that's good to have him he left us a note um dad i don't think i need to go to church today (laughs) <laughs> Sorry to embarrass you, but I love that kid right there. Look at this. We got scouts right here. All right, wait, you guys can stay seated because this is, yeah, this is an object lesson for y'all. If you have been involved with the Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts, please stand. If, you're, if you've been a Boy Scout, been a Girl Scout, you've been host of a Boy Scout or Girl Scout troop, see all these folk right here? All right. Now, you didn't know this, but I'm going to be quizzing you this morning. Can one or two of you think of something you learned from the Boy Scout, or being in the Boy Scouts, being attached to the Boy Scouts, or the Girl Scouts? And raise your hand. I'll call on you. Amy? Leave the campground cleaner. Susan White? Be prepared. Okay. Patty? 
Backcountry backpacking. That's legit. Okay, let's, let's uh, sit down. Well, stay standing if you were a part of the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts or something longer than five years. Brownies included. Longer than seven years. Longer than ten years. Now, it would probably be easier just, how, how long have you been were involved with Boy Scout, Girl Scout? That's the official answer for everyone left standing. Round of applause. My object lesson there is I think one of the key things you can learn from the Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts are serving is fidelity. It's faithfulness. It's making your yes be yes and your no be no. There's someone, there's a presence in this room that is more committed to you than any other think that that's way longer than 20 years that's way longer than 50 years there's a presence in this room that is absolutely in love with you and adores you this this is interject a story i was leading a vbs up in uh, church of the nazarene up in norwalk or cerritos i forget the name of it and we had all the kids up on stage and this this teacher was going through the same lesson and saying uh there's a presence in this room that's stronger than Mrs. Smith. And all the kids go, Jason! <laughs> and that is one of the best days of my life. <laughs> but I'm not talking about myself. Although I, I, I'm in your corner. Know that you, you have a pastor at Presbyterian Church of the Covenant that prays for you and that roots for you and is a champion of you. And I'm really proud of everyone up on this stage but I was talking about God. It says over and over in Scripture, God absolutely adores you. He'll go to any length to be with you. The author Paul, he writes in Romans, he says, there's absolutely nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Nothing on this earth, nothing up in heaven, Nothing seen or unseen that can get in the way of God absolutely adoring you. Let me pray. God, I just thank you for each and every one of these students, and I thank you that you love them and adore them. And all God's people said, please go back to your seats. And the the youth are going to be staying in the service today. Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed are those whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Together let us confess our sin against God and neighbor. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have refused to hear the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Even now, the Lord declares, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart, not your garments. For your Lord, your God, he is gracious. He is slow to anger, compassionate, and abounding in everlasting love. For those of us who are in Christ Jesus, we are forgiven. Please stand.
brighter here with you. The night is lighter than its hue would lead me to believe, which leads me to believe that you make everything glorious. You make everything glorious. You make everything glorious. I am yours. So what does that make me? times 
of trouble You lift me up When I fall down Thank you, Danny and the team. That's amazing. Our hope is in, in Jesus alone, right? Uh, we're going to have a little special treat. We got uh, Brother Bruce, uh, Bruce Buchanan is going to be reading our scripture for us this morning. And like I've told you, or you can start heading up here. And we're in a series on James. Um, and we're coming to a close of that series. But round of applause, maybe? Or one clap. Ready? Let's see if we can do this. No, stop. One clap for Brother Bruce. One, two, three. <laughs> Danny, you're always a rule breaker. All right. All right. Uh, a reading from James chapter 4, verse 13 through 17. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a town and spend a year there doing business and making money. Yet you do not even know what tomorrow will bring? What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wishes, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Anyone then who knows the right thing to do and fails to do it commits sin. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Brother Bruce. 
One clap for Bruce. One, two, three. Ah, now you've practiced up. That was gold. All right. This title of the sermon is Check Yourself. Uh, check yourself right there. That's uh, I trademarked Malia Lynn McCandless Griffiths. That isn't actually trademarked. We, we, I got that sermon title, and this text is basically saying there was a song in the 80s or 90s, Check Yourself, Before You Wreck Yourself. You remember that song? No, the, all the young people are kind of, all the really young people are know that song. <laughs> That's not on YouTube. And then uh, for all the older people, oh, my wife says that to me. Especially when I am thinking too highly of myself than I ought. Or whether, like, some, like when, when I think, hey, I, I could change the engine on a car. <laughs> and it's one of our cars. My wife will say, check yourself. For all the older folk in the room, uh, my dad would say, Jason, you're getting too big for your britches. All the, yes, this is an older congregation. I, I confirmed that this morning. I get that. How you get that? Uh, what's he talking about? He's talking about pride. He's talking about presumptiveness. Let me read um, a commentator. He wrote this. He says, uh, this Motyer guy, a guy named James Motyer, he says this. We assure ourselves that time is on our side and at our disposal in the text today or tomorrow. We make our plans as if personal ability in trade in the text and the profit motive and got gain in the text were the only issues to take into account. We assume we're the head honchos. We assume we're in charge. We, we, we naturally, as fallen human beings, take on ourselves and say, I'm what this place is about. I'm the most important thing in the room. I'm the most important person in the room. I'm going to do this or that whenever I want. And we have this idea that true freedom is having total and utter control of what we, what we do. Like total freedom equals I can do whatever I want, whenever I want, and I just go. Right? Am I off? Okay, good. Somebody said yes. <laughs> I think they, hopefully they meant yes, you're right. Hopefully not yes, you're way off. Uh, and James, this is brief. Like I, This is a short scripture sermon, and it's pretty self-explanatory, much like all of this letter. And I want to review for everybody that's not been in the room this whole series. James is basically a combination of the Sermon on the Mount and Proverbs. There's the Old Testament wisdom rolling through all this little letter, and there's the words of Jesus. Do you remember in Jesus' sermon, what did he say? Don't say, hey, tomorrow I'll do this, or I'll do that, because you're not promised tomorrow. You ever seen Rocky Balboa? Rocky? I think it's in the third one. Yeah, it's Mr. T. Remember? Mr. T meets Rocky and knocks Rocky out. And then he goes to Apollo Creed. And Apollo Creed trains him. You remember? Apollo Creed's the only dude that's beat him so far. It was a try in that first one, but really Apollo won. If anybody watched, you know. And Rocky's tired. And he thinks, man, I don't want to do this. This isn't on my clock. This isn't, you know. And I... Apollo looks him in the eye and says, you can't do this tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. We're not promised tomorrow. James is saying that same thing, except he's also redefining freedom. But before he redefines freedom, he quotes, like I said, he, this is a combination between Proverbs and the sermons of Jesus. He goes all proverbial on us. He goes all ecclesiastical on us. Does anybody ever heard of the book Ecclesiastes? 
meaningless, meaningless. Right? It's all been done before. We're all just vapors. One way you can translate in the Hebrew is we're bubbles. We're little bubbles that pop, and that's it. In the grand scheme of things, this is really God saying, you are way too big for your britches. <laughs> you remember at the end of Job? Job's whining, and rightfully so. He's been kind of, his life's been wrecked. But God says, quiet for a second and quit your whining. And he says, stand up. Stand up before me. Where were you when I thought up trees? Where were you when I put the stars in the sky? Where were you when I, I made the oceans? James is saying, once again, you remember he was saying earlier, you need to close your mouths unless you're accepting everyone, loving everyone as you've been loved. Now he's saying, you guys need to close your mouths when you're so prideful and arrogant that you say, I can do whatever I want whenever I want. And then he redefines freedom. What's freedom if you just have these verses? I love the Passion Translation. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but usually I open the service with it. Um, the Psalms. The Passion Translation of this text says this. Instead, this is verse 15, 415. Instead say, our tomorrows are in the Lord's hand. And if he is willing, we will live life to its fullest. If, if, if it's the Lord's will, we will live life to the fullest. The bad news is we think freedom is having total choice and power and command over our lives. The good news is it's this simple addition to adding the phrase, if it's your will, Lord. If you recognize your maker in his rightful place as the commander-in-chief, as the alpha and the omega, you enter into, two, into true freedom by dependence. On Jesus the Christ. Is everybody with me? One of my favorite authors, a guy named Wendell Berry, he writes this The outward harmony that we desire, our true life, like the, the life that we desire between, with our economy and the world. The harmony of living within this world and within this political landscape is what we long for. That's our outward harmony, right? And when it's, it depends upon an inward harmony between our hearts and the initiating spirit that is the life of all creatures. Do you follow that? Our outward harmony depends on our inward harmony with God who made us. And then he nails it. This is my favorite part of the quote. We, we can grow wheat and make good bread only if we understand that we do not live by bread alone. We put God in his rightful place. That is the Lord of our lives. I got a question for you. Is there, is there such a statement as no Lord? Yes or no? No. Because what does Lord mean? 
master. By saying Jesus is our Lord, we are saying we are his servants, his slaves. In the Greek, doulos, it's the same word. Paul repeats it over and over all of his intros of his letters. I am a slave of Christ Jesus. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. James is on that same wagon. And James this morning is saying, put the Lord above your plans and over your plans. In his rightful place. And true life will flow out of that. And like I said last week, our beliefs are that. Our beliefs are that, are are the inward harmony between God and us. You have to listen to the podcast if you go longer. I'm out of time. Then he, he ends with those last couple verses, and they're harsh. Can you put them up there? Or no? 16 and 17, I think. There it is. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Anyone, then, who knows the right thing to do and fails to do it commits sin. I paraphrase that as saying, no, for real. You don't want to be standing in front of the God who is in charge thinking you were in charge. N.T. Wright says this. His closing verse has sometimes produced in sensitive souls a continuing anguish of heart-searching. Am I being disloyal or disobedient? Can I be sure I've done what I ought to do? The best thing to say about that is that if you're worried on that score, and frankly, I wish a few more Christians would search their heart in that way, then the chances are you're doing fine. But don't catch... I think we, do a, a, we, we don't examine ourselves enough. And James, like I said, I'm always leery of people who love this book because it loves, it's, it's, the, it's the Jersey to the max. Have you ever lived in Jersey? No. Have you ever been to Jersey? Yeah. Have you ever seen Seinfeld? Have you ever seen the Soup Nazi episode? No soup for you. That's for real. There's people that out there that are that. I remember my wife. We moved from California to New Jersey. It was our first out of, out of this culture experience together as a couple. She went, I went to work. I came home. She went to the supermarket. She came home. I came home, and she was still weeping. <laughs> the guy was like, what kind of cheese do you want? And Malia was like, I don't even know why you're angry at me. I don't even know what cheeses you have. And just left. And we didn't get cheese until the next day. <laughs> That's James. This is James in our faces saying, you need to check yourself. And it would be a crime for me not to represent that in this text. You walk into this building, we pretend like everything's okay, and we have these masks on, we have these faces on, and we are like, oh, yeah, we're the good people, all this stuff like that. James, every single time you open this letter, he goes straight through. He, thro- he goes straight through the fakeness of this culture and says, who is your master? Who is your Lord? Are you walking around saying, me, me, me? Well, you're absolutely wrong, and you don't want to end this life on the wrong. Applications. Simple. Check yourself. Go home this week. Next time you say, I'm going to, maybe check on a piece of paper somewhere. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go by Costco today. I'm going to go by the It's so ingrained. I, 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 me, me, me. And James is saying, no, no, no. God, God, God. Get him in there. Get him in every second of every day. If he's really the Lord of your life, shut your mouth until you obey him and your actions match it. Don't say Jesus is your Lord if he isn't. 
Stop that today and ask for the Holy Spirit to put in harmony your spirit with God. And it's simple. You just say, if you will it, God, I'm going to go to Costco. If you will it, Lord. And then you'll notice there's a couple things that happen. You start opening up this communication with the God who made you, and you start firing in all cylinders. And then you'll notice, I'm going to go sit and watch TV for eight hours. <laughs> and you're like, wait a second. <laughs> if the Lord wills, I'm going to sit and watch television for eight hours? <laughs> What's wrong with this sentence? <laughs> we were made for more than that, right? Maybe I'm going to watch TV for like 30, 40 minutes. And then I'm going to do something for my ma. Or maybe I'm going to watch 20 minutes and do, do some homework that I really don't want to do. Maybe, and I'm, this is, every postal worker should send me money in the mail because I'm a huge proponent of mail. Because all these were letters. Application is this. Cut your TV in time, TV time in half sometimes this, sometime this week and write a letter to somebody you love and tell them that you love them. This is the month of love, right? I think that's it on applications. I do, I do want to remind us, this is what this is all about. Right? We come to this table as broken once again. And I'd just like to say this before all, and Sharon will probably repeat this, but this isn't a Presbyterian table. This isn't a Catholic table. This isn't a Methodist table. This is a, a table for anyone who's broken and tired of saying, my will be done. You come to this table, you open up that little pod, you hand over your will and you take on the will of Jesus the Christ because he died for each and every one of you. Right? Isn't that what this thing's about? Amen. Let's pause for a second. Breathe that in. And then I'm going to call for the offering, and the offertory is going to be also our, 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 our song of meditation. Um, I'd love to, I'm still basking in the glow of our annual meeting last week. Was it, well, there weren't that many people there, so that wasn't the glowing part. <laughs> but the glow, like, did you hear Amy last week when she was doing our finance stuff? We had budgeted for 14000 in the black. 12? 14. In the red. In the red, I mean. We had budgeted for fourteen in the red because it was a COVID. These people are going to stop giving, right? God's going to stop taking care of us. That's my stupid will, my, my will ideas. We ended how much in the black? $75,000 in the black. That's allowed. No, seriously, you guys want my will. <laughs> right? Don't you want a will? Like you hand over all these worries and these concerns and all this stress. I love that. Anybody listen to you too? Rattle and Hum. Rattle and Hum live album of U2, the band U2. All these preachers on the TV asking for money. Well, my God isn't short of cash, mister. That's right, right? Our God is not short of cash. And it's through you. I'm so faithful. I'm so grateful for your fidelity. That's, that's my third sermon this morning. Okay. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, mail your, your, your tithes and your offerings to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And if you're in this room, there's going to be offering plates uh, in the back, and you can leave your tithes and offerings there. But this morning's offerings are now received.
bow our hearts. We bend our knees. Oh, Spirit, come make us humble. We turn our eyes from evil things. Oh, Lord, we cast out our idols. Give us lean hands. Give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our souls to another. Give us lean hands. Give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our No. 
the scripture we just focused on states, we don't know what tomorrow will bring. We don't know if we'll be here. But what we do know is we have a Savior in Jesus Christ who died for us to bring us to him. When we come to this table, we come in gratitude for that gift, for God's grace. The Eucharist is from the Greek word Eucharisto, which means thanksgiving. And so we come with thankful, grateful hearts. This is the joyful feast for the people of God. People will come from north and south and east and west to sit at the table in the kingdom of God. This is the Lord's table. Our Savior has invited those who trust in him to share the feast that he has prepared. Come to the table. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Pray with me. Praise to you, O God, for all your works. You created the world and called it good and made us in your image to live together in love. You made a covenant with us, and even when we turned from you, you remained ever faithful. Thank you, O God, for sending us your Son. He lived among us and told your story. He healed the sick and welcomed sinners. He shared our pain and died our death, then rose to a new life that we might live and all creation be restored. Remembering your boundless love revealed to us in Jesus Christ, we break bread and share the cup, giving ourselves to you to live for him in joy and praise. Gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and upon these your gifts of bread and wine, that they may be for us the body and blood of Christ, and that we may be his body for the world. By your Spirit, unite us with Christ and one another until we feast with him and with your saints in your eternal realm of justice and peace. Amen. On the night that he was betrayed, our Lord gathered with his disciples, and he took bread. And after giving thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, broken for you. Take, eat, and do so in remembrance of me. And so we invite you here today, in Jesus' name, to take, eat, and remember. So take your pod and take your bread out. The body of Christ broken for you. In the same way. Did I turn my mic off? Good. Thank you, Philip. In the same way. After he'd given thanks, he lifted up the cup and he said this used to symbolize the blood that we would put over the doorpost so the angel of death wouldn't take the firstborn. But now it's the blood of the new covenant. My blood shed for the remission of sin or the forgiveness of sin. Then Paul later adds the words, as often as we. Look Look to your right and look to your left. That's the we we're talking about. As often as we gather around this table and eat this bread and drink from this cup, we proclaim that Jesus is our Lord, our Master, and that he is coming back for us. So, peel back the second part of the pod. And this is the cup of the new covenant. The blood of Christ shed for the forgiveness of your sins. Take, drink all of it.
Please join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit. I pray that through your spirit and in your spirit and surrounded by the brothers and sisters in Christ that are gathered in this room, that you would through this table equip us to be your servants more this week than we ever have before. Be more our Lord. Take over more of our lives that we might praise you fully and completely. And all God's people said, Amen. Okay, I usually stand everybody up for the benediction, but um, you'll see Troop 339. We do something a little different. It's a little dramatic. It gets a little crazy in here. We sing the Lord's Prayer, and then at the end of it, Everybody grabs hands and stands up, and it's like the end of a, a show on Broadway. Everybody gets loud and awesome. You ready, Danny? Oh, I wanted to thank Troop 339 first. Thank you guys for being a part of this morning's worship. <laughs> textbook. Textbook. Nailed it. Also, uh, thanks everybody again for coming. And as we return back into normal, quote-unquote, this is, this, this is the corner of the kingdom of God I want to be with. And I hope you feel that. And I hope you know that. And I'm praying that, actually, just receive this benediction. And if, 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 if you're willing, just lay your hands out like this. In lieu of standing up, I'm just going to give you a benediction and receive it by the Spirit. May the, may the face of God be upon you. May his power and his presence fill you and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which goes far beyond earthly understanding, equip you and be with you. Now and forevermore, may it be so. Amen. Our And there's fellowship and there's donut holes in the fellowship hall from troop 339. Praise the Lord.